Hello, welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm Casey Rossi, your transformative business coach. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Rossi, your transformative business coach. My guest today is Alana Whalen, and I am so thrilled to have her with us for a multiple of reasons. But right off the bat, I will just share with you that she is an artist, and she's on a mission to empower women to sink deeper into their divine femininity, and in doing so, also walking lightly on Mother Earth. So I absolutely adore that combination. I can't wait to dive right in with this conversation. Welcome, Alana. Oh, thanks. I'm really happy to be here. Absolutely. So Alana, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in your craft. Oh, um, (laughs) just a small start. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, So it it goes quite a ways back, but I actually have a background in mining and minerals. So I've worked in both potash and uranium and um, in a very male dominated industry been almost a decade since I actually worked in that field. Um, So I have two kids and that's kind of what spearheaded me into becoming, I guess, self-employed, which was never intentional. Um, I underwent a really horrific trauma with the birth of my first son and that kind of um, had me let go of everything that I had ever thought that life was about or my identity as a whole, my career. Um, I was left unable to work and, um, the medical community kind of, I felt like let me down. So I turned to a lot of other, um, alternative modalities for healing, um, and, you know, went into crystals and aromatherapy and homeopathy, anything and everything I could try to try and grasp some sort of life back. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like through it all, it was this reclamation of the power of my femininity. Because in giving birth, that was kind of stolen from me and, um, and also my son. So, so yeah, that's, I, I started off by doing like, I've been making my own soaps and lotions. I'm working with aromatherapy for like over a decade now. So, um, and with the birth of my son, I became like more conscious of, um, wanting to live a more natural, holistic life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started off by doing like postpartum care for women. I was blending like salves and teas and providing services there. And then it kind of evolved into jewelry because I was like looking for a talisman piece to kind of represent my, my journey. And I couldn't find exactly what I wanted or I didn't trust what was out there to be true. Mm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Or yeah. I didn't want something mass produced. Um, so I kind of just started playing around and a friend gifted me a bunch of a tray of gems and some jewelry tools. And I just kind of taught myself and went from there. Um, and then I rebranded as myself. I'm, I'm entering my fourth year of business just because I have um, a variety of interests and it was hard to kind of um, compartmentalize. So I thought if I just am myself, <laughs> I can do what I want. Absolutely. And so yeah, um, it's just been a journey of creating safe, 
space for myself and and in doing so I think I somehow allow others the same permission you absolutely do so I mean there was just so much in there thank you so much too for being honest and vulnerable because I think sometimes you know it does take a tragedy to kind of like have that phoenix rising and to really kind of where they talk about having that lightness in the darkness you know until we embrace that shadow side or like a sad trauma or something that's happened in our life sometimes we're we're led to our destiny through that so i really just want to call that out too because you know it's really vulnerable to share and i think it's really a powerful message and that's one thing that i think comes through your work is your authenticity you know you're not trying to have a mask and there isn't this even though your stuff is absolutely beautiful, I feel such a deep connection to your authentic self that's coming through. It's not that polished perfection. And I think it's really interesting that you even use that like kind of um, recycled or burnished sterling, you know, because that, that almost is the base of darkness that allows these gems and crystals to shine their light. So I see a lot of metaphor coming through as I start to get to know you more. So that's really just... Fantastic and awesome. I I think that's really beautiful. The other piece that I really love is that allowing women to embrace their femininity. And also you talked about like treading lightly on Mother Earth while we do it. And really coming from that space of even having your hands in kind of the mining or um, in that kind of aspect. I'd love if you could talk a little bit about how you came originally to this more along the lines of a masculine space and kind of just like a diamond in the rough through polishing and through some, you know, some hard knocks, you really kind of shined some light and kind of emerged as this diamond. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, um, it's really funny because I actually missed who I worked with when I, when I worked in mining and minerals. Um, and I worked in, I, I had a few different roles in both uh, special projects. And then in Potash, I worked more in quality control and like a lab environment. And it was very male dominated, but I feel like the dismantling that's had to happen is internally for my own internal self-inflicted patriarchal beliefs, not necessarily the men I was working the men I were, were working with, pardon me. Um, Because I did go back to work after my first son. I lasted about six months until I had another health crisis. And the guys were just like, we can't believe you lasted this long. Mm -hmm. Like they could see. (laughs) So obviously, and they, and they could value me in ways that I, I was blind to. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I feel like I internalized a lot of what I thought um success looked like maybe mm-hmm. um and I got a lot of I felt like I got a lot out of having like a pretty well-paying career in in uh mining um and that was really hard to like go up and reclaim some sense of identity for myself um and just trying to bridge the world of like wanting to have a really successful, lucrative career, but then also having like a really high needs child. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I did try to do it all and I nearly killed myself. So, um, I remember like I, I had a, an appendectomy is what happened. Um, and I went, I went to a walk-in clinic. They told me that I had, uh, the flu and to go home. (laughs) And so I told my husband, like, we're going to the hospital and, I remember waking up after surgery and being like, okay, universe, I'm listening. 
just knowing that I, it was no longer an option. Like yeah. that I, that I, I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. And that, that was the beginning. Like it was really, really hard, but then, then that's what led me to get the proper diagnosis and, and find the support people that I needed. Um, but, you know, I had this idea about motherhood and that, I, that it was just going to fit into my life. Mm-hmm. That I was just going to keep having working crazy hours, working shift work. My husband works shift work. <laughs> he works in mining too. So I was just like, yeah, this kid's just going to slide right into our life. And it's just like, I was so delusional. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we all go into things like that, you know, like it's just going to fit, you know, and, and we have those concepts until they're kind of busted open and we're like, okay, we need to shift. Yeah. And so it really took like an utter crumbling of my world for me to just like wake up and be like, okay, it's time to get to work, I guess. And yeah. not, not in the sense that we think, but in like dealing with our crap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think? Can, can you like reflect back? Because I know it's been some time since that kind of reckoning happened. But was there like one thing or several small things that allowed you to kind of make the turnaround of like, okay, here it is, and I'm rounding the bend? Um, you know, it's, I have um, some friends in the community, like I, I talked pretty this was kind of new, like Facebook groups were kind of new back then about, you know, eight years ago. Um, and I spoke like me, I have no filter. So I was pretty real about um, my experience um, with birth trauma in our local, we had a local Facebook group. And um, I feel like I was doing a lot of like talk therapy with um, a registered psychologist who specialized in um self-regulation therapy. I found a really solid cranial sacral therapist. Um, I was doing some other like supplements and homeopathy and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it was really hard because it was so many appointments all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was seeing my psychologist like twice a week. Um, And it was really hard after every session because you'd have a little bit of regression and then you'd kind of settle out again. But when I had women in my community start to kind of navigate this um, for themselves, I was a little bit ahead because I had been doing it. And just, I felt like there was, I I, I don't know when the moment was, but I remember talking to a friend because she was really struggling. And I was just like, there'll be a moment you'll look back and you won't know how you got here. But it's like as if the heavens parted and you're just like, holy shit, I made it to the other side. Yes. And I think, in, in talking to her about that, because I forgot what it was like to be in those trenches. Yeah. Um, so that was really pivotal. And now I see her and she's like on the other side, right? It's so cool. And I love that we can celebrate one another. And one of the things that I really feel in your work so deeply is that connection piece and that supporting our tribe, you know, and really celebrating our uniqueness as women. And also just if we're in a struggle, we all come together and we help one another. Um, I saw one of your hashtags that, that I often use as well, which is community over competition. And so that whole feeling, I really see that divine feminine coming up, especially in today's timing or in the, in the world era that we're in. But I would love it if you could speak to that, what that means to you, like the 
community over competition. And then also, I would love it if you can talk about some of your collaborations, because I've seen some beautiful collab work on your Facebook page. And I think that that just dovetails so nicely as becoming this really strong feminine network. Sure. Um, So one of my core beliefs is sovereignty. So like belonging wholly to ourselves. Um, And I think um, in the terms of belonging, um, I struggle with that word. I like community because it feels like we come as individuals together for a greater cause. Um, And in my work, like I, this, this fall, I'm not running any women's groups, but for three years, I've ran numerous workshops and events, including a lot of women's ceremonies. Um, and it's always my intention that the space be one of inclusivity. So we just show up as our messy selves. Like, there's no need for pretenses, like, you know, and I just think there's so many pressures on women and a lot we put on ourselves, too. But, like, just having that space to come as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the other piece, what was the other piece? Divine feminine? Is that what you were asking? Yeah, just basically the, um, your thoughts with how you bring in community over competition in your work and also the collaboration piece. I see you work with a lot of photographers and I saw the spread with the beautiful different archetypes, the mother and the maiden. And what was the third one? The crone. And the crone. And the crone that had the beautiful crown of soft, delicate roses. And I was just pulled right in and it was like this movie scene. One, your photography is beautiful. But two, you craft stories so far beyond handcrafted jewelry and botanical intention candles. So I really want to point that out for people that are being like, well, what does she do? Like you have these items that enhance the feminine and the botanical um, intention candles that you make with essential oils. Uh, And then also your absolutely beautiful gemstone jewelry. But so far beyond that, like those are just kind of vehicles to get your message across. And so I would love it too. Like I'm asking you to talk about it and I'm going on about it, but I would love for you to talk a little bit about it. It's just, it's really magical. So my earlier this year, I had like a really strong push to make more space for my creativity. And this is one of the reasons I'm not running any um, women's circles this fall. Um, but I still really wanted this community aspect and I wanted to explore my art. That feels really awkward to say my art, but I wanted to be able to like work with other artists in the community. Um, and I don't know, it's so synchronistic. Like I can't, (laughs) again, it doesn't feel intentional. Like maybe my overall intention of just like making more space for art and creativity, but the actual logistics of that were not intentional. So um, the collaboration that you're seeing right now is um, for a new limited edition line that's launching later this month based on the element of ether. So my um, candles and some of the necklaces are based on the four elements, earth, air, water, and fire. Um, And the ether element is that of like spirit or divinity, however you define that, right? Um, And simultaneously, I was also feeling um, struggling with like my own body and how I felt about myself and just feeling like really angry about how there isn't enough diversity I feel represented um, in social media and just like women in general, like we just see a lot of like 
the same androgynous, thin, white. <laughs> just like, where are the real women? Not not <laughs> saying that these women aren't, but it's just like I I longed for more diversity. Mm. Women of different ages, of different body sizes, of different racial backgrounds, that sort of thing. Um, so I thought, well, I wanted to do a collab shoot for this new launch, but I was like, why not weave in the archetypes? Because I really feel like our divinity is really connected to all aspects of our, our femininity throughout our entire life. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so, so the maiden is like the innocent, right. And the mother is like when we start to come into ourself and into our power and start to blossom um, and start to really like claim our space. And then the crone is just like the wise sage, the wise woman who like, just, just by being there, you're just like, and she was incredible. Our crone was so incredible. Like she was a crone. She's right? beautiful. Yes. Right. So, um, and yeah, I just um, started, I, I had to write a proposal because I can't, I need to like get my thoughts on paper. And I just started asking people. Um, and yeah, we actually had to drive a couple hours away because we really wanted to be in this like mossy forest. And uh yeah, I just still get goosebumps when I look through the photos. I'm just really, really proud. Um, and I feel really exceptionally honored that these women, um, like my word for 2018 is support. Mm, perfect. <laughs> and just to have this like community of women who somehow believed in this vision, don't I don't know why, um, <laughs> come on board and drive a couple hours up into the forest. Um, and it's funny when we were photographing, this guy was walking with his wife on the trail because we were in a, um, a national park and mm -hmm. he like tripped over his own feet <laughs> and was like, this is like magic. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So it was just like an affirm from like an affirmation from the sacred masculine. That is you know? so cool. I love it. The other thing that I really love and adore is your humility and that you're just like, I'm an accidental solopreneur. And like, it was just total like synchronicity that like all this wonderful stuff is pouring out of me. Like, it's very, very cool. And I think that, um, of course, people are going to be tripping over themselves because it's unique. And there's so much heart and groundedness in what you do. And it's very refreshing, you know? So I think that there is so much magic and healing power in just your message and that your people, whether they're masculine or feminine, are going to be so gravitating to that because it's like nectar. I truly feel like the things that we quote unquote sell, whether it's a candle or a beautiful pendant, it, they're just like the vehicle. You know, they're the vehicle for your intention. I've said this before because I interview a lot of healers and I truly believe it. It is like just the, you know, it's just the cake for the frosting, you know, it's just kind of the vehicle for the good stuff and the juicy stuff. And I really do think, and I see, and I'm curious to see if you see it as well, that um, times are changing. And I think that we are seeing slowly, but more of that diversity that you were talking about more of that like health at every size movement. Um, yeah. I know that Instagram and many other marketers are really pulling in that diversity and also that um, 
acceptance and permission to be okay. Like now it's almost trendy to have like a gap in between your teeth and tons of freckles and you know what I mean? Like frizzy hair going everywhere. Like now it's almost kind of becoming trendy in a way, which I know is not your authentic um, mission or vision, but I think we're seeing it pop up in many ways. Are you finding that as well? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, And you know, I also had to go through a lot of what I was following in terms of social media and be deliberate in um, sourcing out the diversity that I wanted to see represented. So, um, and then also be willing to show up as me very like authentically too, not just like a very carefully angled selfie. Yeah. You know, and not good lighting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, slap up a grainy picture of my face because I feel like, you know, it's really great to have a curated Instagram feed, but I want to connect with people. I want to know that I'm not alone and struggling and feeling overwhelmed or having a crappy week or whatever. Um, and I find that those are the posts that reach people the most. So I, yeah, I totally commend it. I think so many people can learn from you as a model, including myself, you know, I, absolutely. It's, it's just something that, you know, I think many women entrepreneurs struggle with women in general struggle with. And, um, there was a couple things you had put on your somewhere where I was looking through, but you talked about the silencing, the inner critic, you know, and being vulnerable and embracing our worth. And that really jumped out at me because that's just something that I continue to struggle with as well. And I think that many people do. I know that my clients, when we, you know, stumble up against obstacles, like how do I price myself or how do I stand out in the marketplace or how does my message matter? It really all circles back to that self-doubt, fear and and worry and and self-worth. So I would love it if you have words of wisdom of maybe something that you've personally kind of overcome in that arena since we see that kind of repetitive issue come up oh I'm kind of in the thick of it right now (laughs) (laughs) perfect a lot of doubt uh as I prepare to put something new that I feel is like really really close to my heart and soul out into the world um and I'm also preparing to travel my first solo trip since I think ever, I don't know, I'm going to the States. So I'm just feeling like, really, like, who am I to do this? What am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Um, and I think the biggest impact for me is like, having somebody in my corner. So um, my best friend, we were talking before we started recording that um, I'm an Enneagram too. And I'm pretty sure she's an eight. So when I get into the depths of despair, she just has a way of like lifting me up. So, um, and it's funny as I was preparing, I don't know how well I prepared, but for our time together, I was, I was looking through some old um, journals and, and um, just some written material. And it was like, wow, because from earlier this year, just seeing how far I've come. So I tend to be like head down, eyes forward, keep going right? There's always more to accomplish. There's always more to do. I need to do more. I need to be more. But if we give ourselves this like moment to kind of look back at our journals or look back at our goals for the year, mine are usually scrawled on some sort of scrap paper, (laughs) um, multiple sheets of paper. (laughs) Yes. And just seeing, wow, okay. 
all these things that I thought I wanted to do and that I feel are really synchronistic were actually had some, I don't know, really deep focus behind them. Cause what I do say, I know you said I'm really humble and all that sort of thing, but like, I do feel it's really synchronistic, but then there's an element that's like really grounded and we have to like take one step, one foot in front of the other. Right. Yes. Taking, taking moments to celebrate our success. um, And that's something I'm trying to do more of. I really love that tip. I think that everybody can benefit from it. Um, I've started using kind of this jar that I found at TJ Maxx. It's really cute that says goodness within. And so I'm like you where it's like I can scribble down something, but then it's just like maybe not taking that full moment to absorb into like, whoa, that did like a lot or wow, I had a really big shift from like January to now. So it's nice to have like a little vessel to like throw that in there like once a week, you know, like all your good wins. And when you have those moments of doubt, you know, just kind of reflect back on it. So I really like that you talked about that. I think that's a really useful tip, especially when we are just so in that go, go, go to do mindset. Um, I think that could be so beneficial for our listeners. Yeah. And I do think sometimes we have to get to this place of like feeling crippled or feeling like the depths of despair to really facilitate a change. Yes, absolutely. At least that's how I work. Yeah, no. I I wish it was easier. (laughs) I'm very similar because I'm also an Enneagram 2, which is like compassionate caregiver. So you and I have some similarities there, my friend. And I was just talking to my best friend um, the other day in a car ride, and I was just like, I love that quote so much where they talk about it becoming so painful to stay in the bud stage that there's just really no other alternative but to blossom and really bring forth um, your gifts to the world. And so I tend to stay so tight in that bud so I can very much relate to what you're saying until it's just like that positive resistance forces you to crack open. So yeah, yeah, powerful, powerful words. So I know that a lot of your work um, talks about the elements, which I think are awesome. I think they're just really great ingredients Um, they're almost like three of my favorite ingredients in your work, the essential oils, intention, and um, gemstones. So I think that just like they're really beautifully combined in what you do. But back to like the elements and the healing kind of energies and the, the kind of like messages that you evoke, a lot of it talks about kind of self-care and being grounded. And I'm really curious because you're a mom of two and you're a solopreneur and you're growing and you're traveling. What do you do to prevent burnout? Oh, yes. I was reading, I was reading my husband because you gave me a little heads up and I was like, oh my gosh. I- <laughs> I'm like, so yeah, burnout is something I have to stay really on top of because I've been there before. Um, I've been in crises. um, And so I can feel myself like riding the edge um, sometimes. But after we did this collab shoot in August, and then I was just like on the couch for two weeks after because like you use up all of your creative energy. And then you're just like, Oh, I really need to rest. So I kind of hit rock bottom there and I was like something has to change so I've been seeing um a naturopath actually the healer that I used to see throughout all my trauma she passed away at the end of December and I was in like just a state of grief for a really long period this year um so I finally one of my goals was to go see a naturopath and don't you know we have a naturopath in the family my sister's a naturopath (laughs) 
Nice. So I went and saw her and I started, I started meditating, knowing that I'm going into busy season. Um, and just doing simple things like, yeah, meditating for five or 10 minutes every morning, um, reading. Um, I drink a nettle infusion every morning, taking my supplements, um, attempting to be more realistic with what I'm capable of. Mm. Um, and just asking my husband for help. <laughs> That's awesome. And, he, and he's really stepped up this fall. So. Um, we're really ne- renegotiating kind of the, our roles in our household, wow. getting our kids on board to do a little bit more. Um, and I think that's the greatest gift that my business has given me is the ability to put boundaries because if it was just me, um, I really am not good at doing it. But if I have this entity like a business, I can be like, I need help or I'm doing this. So I need you to do this. It gives me like the excuse. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's really perfect because boundaries are that safe container that allow us to be more productive. And I think that that's another um, thing that personally I can completely relate to you as well, but also I feel a lot of the listeners can where we are capable women. And so in that um, space, it's very difficult sometimes to ask for help because there's that Wonder Woman syndrome that comes in like, either I've got this or the perfectionist that kind of <laughs> pops up. No one can do it better than I can do it. So just laying those two things down and being so aware and asking for help, that's huge. Like to me, that's such personal growth. And I truly feel that like the lens of being a solopreneur, it it really puts us under the microscope in such a unique way that there's truly no other thing that I found that facilitates personal and spiritual development quite like being a female solopreneur do you find oh totally 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 it's like the greatest uh evolutionary act on becoming like innately (laughs) self-aware absolutely and like you said and in all of our messiness you know and like wow I didn't know I still had that like all of the things that we have to work through it's just like it's a tremendous Um, opportunity I think it really really is to just get polished into that shiny bright light that we all have inside of us and I think that you're allowing women to cultivate that and embrace it and accept it so I'm just such a fan of your work and I would love it two things one if you could share how people could learn more about you and also what exciting things do you have on the docket that we can support um, so they can, people can connect with me, um, on my website if they want, alanawayland.com, A-L-A-U-N-A-W-H-E-L-A-N.com. I'm also on Instagram, same handle. Um, and I have a Facebook page too. Um, exciting things is this new, um, limited edition ether element launch coming up. Um, and I decided to celebrate it. So I'm throwing a little party for anybody that's local, Um, It will go live on my website on the full moon, which I think is the 24th. Whoa. 24th. So that is so cool. For people that aren't aware of where your local is, can you share what part of the Canadian prairies that that you reside in? Yep. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Wow. Cool. (laughs) It's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it absolutely is. You feel like someone should say Gazoon Height. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So you shared a lot of really cool wisdom. And I really think that even your story, when people do land on um, one of your social sites or your website, they're going to really see a deep insight of who you are, your message, your personal point of view. You've done a beautiful job with your branding. It is so consistent through your messaging. So I definitely think people are going to truly enjoy that. But I would love it if you have a few parting words of wisdom, some kind of bright light gem that you'd like to share. Oh, geez. Um, I just want to say, I think we're in it together. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so easy to be like, look at me on my high horse and I'm all by myself and my struggles are, are the only thing that consume everything. So um, I just think that, you know, the connection is a really big part of um, my beliefs um, and just being really real. So I just think, yeah, we're in it together. And um, the more we can shed light on our struggles allows us to feel less alone. I love it. I, I couldn't agree more. You are such a delight. I've really enjoyed our time together. And I can't wait to, uh, to dive in even further. I'm sure that our paths are going to cross again. Awesome. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Alana. Thanks, Casey. Bye-bye. Mm, Bye. -bye. Bye.